If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance in his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 120, page 502. When I was in trouble, I called upon the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips, and from a deceitful tongue. What reward shall be given or done unto thee, thou false tongue, even mighty and sharp arrows with hot burning coals? Woe is me that I am constrained to dwell with Meshech, and to have my habitation among the tents of Kedar. My soul hath long dwelt among them that are enemies unto peace. I labor for peace, but when I speak unto them thereof, they make them ready to battle. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh even from the Lord, who hath made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, and he that keepeth thee will not sleep. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord himself is thy keeper. The Lord is thy defense upon thy right hand. So that the sun shall not burn thee by day, neither the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Yea, it is even he that shall keep thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in, 
from this time forth forevermore. I was glad when they said unto me, We will go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand in thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is at unity in itself. For there the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, to testify unto Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there is the seat of judgment, even the seat of the house of David. O pray for the peace of Jerusalem, they shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls, and plenteousness within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will wish thee prosperity. Yea, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek to do thee good. Here beginneth the 10th verse of the 22nd chapter of Jeremiah. Weep not for the dead, nor bemoan him. Weep bitterly for him who goes away. For he shall return no more, nor see his native country. For thus says the Lord concerning Shalom, the son of Hosiah, the king of Judah, who reigned instead of Josiah his father, who went from this place, he shall not return here any more but he shall die in the place where they have led him captive and shall see this land no more. Woe to him who builds his house by unrighteousness and his chambers by injustice, who uses his neighbor's service without wages and gives him nothing for his work, who says, I will build myself a wide house with spacious chambers and cut out windows for it, paneling it with cedar and painting it with vermilion. Shall you reign because you enclosed yourself in cedar? Did not your father eat and drink and do justice and righteousness? Then it was well with him. He judged the cause of the poor and needy. Then it was well. Was not this knowing me, says the Lord? Yet your eyes and your heart are nothing but your covetousness, for shedding innocent blood and practicing oppression and violence. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning Jehoiam, the son of Hosiah, king of Judah, they shall not lament for him, saying, Alas, my brother, or alas, my sister. They shall not lament for him, saying, Alas, master, or alas, his glory. He shall be buried with the burial of a donkey, dragged and cast out beyond the gates of Jerusalem. Go up to Lebanon and cry out, and lift up your voices in Bashan, cry from Abiram, for all your lovers are destroyed. I spoke to you and your prosperity, but you said, I will not hear. This has been your manner from your, from your youth, that you did not obey my voice. The wind shall eat up all your rulers, and your lovers shall go into captivity. Surely then you will be ashamed and humiliated for all your wickedness, O inhabitant of Lebanon. Making your nest in the cedars, how gracious will you be when pangs come upon you, like the pain of a woman in labor. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. 
and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the twelfth chapter of the Gospel of St. John. The next day the great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed be he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, you see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will, also, will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, saying, I have both glorified it, and it will glorify it again. Therefore the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou, thy servant, depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So in our first lesson, this section of Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 22, it actually goes verses 10 through 30, focuses very clearly on the failure of the kings. So the specific uh, kings in view are sons of Josiah. So we have uh, Shalom, or is also known as Jehoahaz, and then he, re or he re reigned briefly, and then he was exiled to Egypt, and then we have uh, Jehoiakim. So they're both contrasted with Josiah, and Josiah in a way kind of fulfills the Davidic ideal of what it means to be a good king, even though we know from the story that his reforms that he put in place were not enough to save Israel from their ultimate destruction, their ultimate fall. So these kings here, the text is pretty specific um, with what they're accused of. So they're accused of seeking wealth by dishonest means, they're accused of self-aggrandizement, and they're accused of exploiting the poor, especially then in the seeking of their own wealth. So this is contrasted with Josiah, who according to verse 16, gives the quote, good example of what it means to know God. I think this is apt and it applies not only to kings, but to us as well. And that is being content with food and drink, 
doing what is just and what is right, and upholding the cause of the poor and the needy. Might sound simple, might sound trite, but definitely something worth giving your life to. And then in our second lesson, uh, John chapter 12, this is John's account of the triumphal entry, we call it. And it's what's celebrated, as we all know, on Palm Sunday. And it's a, um, how would we put it, a, a climactic moment of identification for Jesus. Um, Hosanna has the underlying meaning of uh, save us, O Lord, save us. And at the time it was used liturgically and it carried with it the sense of, um, you know, all hail the king, something like that. The Old Testament passages either directly quoted here or alluded to abound. I mean, there's a lot of them from uh, Psalm 118 to Zechariah 9 to Ezekiel 10 and 43. We don't have time to go into all of them, but they're all pointing to essentially the same thing. They all are intended to communicate that essentially every messianic expectation of Israel, and you have to go back to these passages to really understand them, but every messianic expectation of Israel is coming to fruition, is being realized in Jesus in his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. So the long-awaited return of God is taking place in Jesus. And in Jesus, Israel's king has finally arrived. So we see that this is an occasion for a lot of different responses. Um, it's an occasion of celebration for many, for misunderstanding, yet again, for the disciples. It's a recurrent theme is the disciples' lack of understanding. And John goes out of his way to tell us that they didn't get this. It was only after the fact, when they looked back, they understood these things. Um, and then for the Jewish religious leaders, it was a cause of despair um, because all of the support that Jesus was receiving, it would be more difficult for them to carry out that which they have resolved to do in their hearts. And the movement of Palm Sunday is, is this, I think, you know, it's, it's the movement of how we go from Hosanna, Hosanna, blesses he that cometh in the name of the Lord to crucify him. We want Barabbas. May his blood be on us and on our children. It's easy for us to look at the story and say, how, how could they possibly do this? How could they cry for Barabbas? How could they take the responsibility for Jesus' death and cry out for it? But uh, further reflection uh, reveals, I think, internally that it's what we do, um, pretty much exactly what we do. We praise Jesus with our lips. But then just as soon as we start to praise him, we reject him with our lives, with our actions, and with our sin. But I think this movement in our hearts from Hosanna, Hosanna to crucify him is uh, something to be mindful of and reflect on as we prepare for Holy Week this year. So we'll continue with our intercession on page 590. And take a minute, call the mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, 
and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and